Howdy howdy, my name is Lily from Maycraft Game and you're listening to Reading Rulebooks. Today we're going over the rulebook for Imperial Spells and Steam. Let's get into it. Imperial Spells and Steam is a game of railway building, company development, and contract fulfillment in an early industrial fantasy world. As a captain of an industry, it's your job to bring the industrial age to this world of magic. Build railways to connect key resources to your network, then supply them to cities around the world. Each magical resource you harvest will enable new technological developments that improve your capabilities. Each contract you fulfill will build up your company's infrastructure, leading to the development of new company-specific powers. Mine mana from the land to enable the construction of more lines, balancing the opportunities of the movement against the depleting environment and the machinations of your competitors. Only the savviest and most creative industrialist will be able to lead the world of Indines into the modern era. Designers Forward Thank you for your interest and support for Imperial Spells and Steam. My goal as the designer for Imperial was to make a train game that truly stands out in the large and crowded genre of train games. In that, with the help of the amazing artists and developers from Level 99 Games, I believe I have succeeded. The first thing that sets Imperial apart is the setting. Level 99 has set the game in the rich Indines world of Battlecon and Argent fame. This has allowed us to build a deep lore for the various companies and characters in the game. The second strength of Imperial is the unique mechanics. By customizing and building your engine, pun intended, in a myriad of different ways, Imperial allows you to try many different combos and execute unique strategies in each play. And this really sets itself apart from most other train games, which mostly focus on only route building and or pick up and deliver. This builds into the third strength, replayability. In true level 99 fashion, there are many ways to play and many different parts of the game to explore so that each play will be very different from the last. Imperial has been in development continuously for over three years now, and I've poured a lot of blood, sweat, tears, and hours into creating the game. I'm proud to be working with level 99 to bring you this excellent production and hope it will give you many hours of enjoyment. Trey Chambers, designer. Components, six company folios, six terrain boards, 210 train car minis, 35 of each, eight captain placards, 67 spell car tiles, 51 specialist tiles, 20 wasteland tiles, 210 goods tokens, 35 each, 30 demand tiles, 10 award tiles, 12 city stands, six conductor pawns, one of each, 60 mana crystals, and one start player token. Inside your company folio. Your company folio is where the most of the game's decisions are made. It tracks your available actions, mana reserves, spell cards built, and demands fulfilled. Though folios may look quite different and have different spell cards, all the elements are organized the same way for each company. As you collect and deliver goods, you'll add them to your folio. You don't have to keep goods directly on your folios. You just need to keep them nearby so they can be easily tracked for scoring purposes. 1. Top left corner. Home terrain. When setting up the game, you place one train car on this terrain type, plus one additional train car on an adjacent hex of any type except city or wasteland. 2. Top central bar. Action reference. 
This area serves as a reminder for Move plus Activate, Administrate, and Transfer costs. 3. Available Mana Top right corner This area shows how much mana you have available. Unspent mana is kept in this area, while spent mana is pushed off of the folio but kept nearby. Players start with 5 mana, indicated by the blue crystals, and can have a maximum of 10 mana. 4. Specialists Center. Specialists, left to right, captain, engineer, surveyor, station master, are stored in the top area of the folio. They provide unique powers to your company. Fulfill demand. Middle right. Demand tiles you acquire are placed here, showing how many different demands you have fulfilled. These contribute to your final score, along with goods you collect from the map. Left through middle. Conductor path. This is the path that your conductor takes to activate your spell cards. The first step on the path is marked with the star icon. When your conductor reaches the end of the line, marked with the end of the line icon, it returns to the start. Rail yard, bottom left through middle. The spell cards in your rail yard determine where you can build and what effects you can use each turn. Fill in this area as the game progresses, expanding your company abilities. Setting up the game. 1. Build the map. Assemble the terrain boards according to the configuration shown below. When selecting terrain boards, make sure that you have a total of six cities of each color city is represented once. Two or three players use all A or all B boards. Four players use two A or two B boards and two C boards. Five players Use one A or B board and four C boards. Six players use all C boards. Two, place goods. Place a good token matching the terrain's color on each hex that is not a city or wasteland, purple. Keep extra goods to the side as supply. Three, place demands. Place a city stand on each city, then place demand tiles matching the city's color into each stand. Two players, one double demand, one triple demand, one quadruple demand. Three to five players, one double demand, two triple demand, one quadruple demand. Six players, two double demand, two triple demand, one quadruple demand. Four, set up spell car market. Shuffle the spell car tiles and place them in the spell car market tray. Deal out six spell car tiles face up to form a market. Five, set up specialist market. Shuffle each of the three types of specialist tiles separately, keeping them face down. Randomly deal a stack of each type. The number of tiles in each stack should be equal to the number of players plus one. Place the three stacks in the special market tray. Return the other tiles to the box without looking at them. Six, determine start player. Give the start player token to the last person who rode a train or choose a player randomly. Play will continue clockwise from the start player. 7. Select companies. In reverse turn order, starting with the last player, each player chooses a company, as well as a captain from that company, or a wild captain. They take their company's folio, company's tray, which includes train cars, captain placard, and conductor pawn, and five mana crystals. 8. Place headquarters. Starting with the start player and continuing in turn order, players place two of their train cars on the map. The first on an unoccupied hex matching the home terrain shown on their folio, 
and the second on an adjacent, unoccupied hex of any type except city or wasteland. Friendly-ish competition. Not into hyper-competitive elements? Play as usual, but remove the following items from the game. Captains, Bartok Cool, Drexel, found in the expansion as above, so below, Cool Zeninen, as above, so below, Marcin Shore, Engineers, Erleon, Malandrax Meki, Surveyors, Ariel Malafes, Sinateliar, Telemir, Station Masters, Darius Kuhl, Belana Korgitz, Luca Torlotti, Teguskin, Spellcars, Carbomb, Corruption Junction, Ice Car, Pollinator, Switching Station, Volcanic Vexer, Sludge Slinger, as above, so below, Transmogrifier, as above, so below. Advanced Rules Challenge yourself and add another level of strategy to the game with some extra objectives and rules. These different types of advanced rules may be combined with one another. Awards. Awards give you extra points at the end of the game. After setting up the specialist market, shovel the award tiles and deal two of them face up near the map. Return the other tiles to the box. In a two-player game, remove the second opinion award from the pool. Expert. Once you're experienced with awards, after determining start player, but before selecting companies, deal out random awards equal to the number of players plus two. In turn order, each player will eliminate one of these rewards until there are two remaining. Epic. For players that want a longer game and more time to bring their engines online, add one of the demand tile limit needed to trigger end game. Note, this will increase the likelihood of the end game being triggered by a player running out of trains in their supply. Open information. When setting up the specialist market, place specialists face up so that players are aware of every specialist in the game. This is not recommended for new players as it's a lot of information to parse. Gameplay. The game starts with the start player taking their turn. Play continues clockwise, one player at a time. During your turn, you may activate specialists. Then you must choose a main action, administrate or move and activate. When your conductor reaches the end of the line you may deliver, then you must move your conductor back to the start. Continue until a player collects the required number of demand tiles. Six for two to three player, five for four player, and four for five or more players. Once that happens, start the game end and determine the winner. Objective. Acquire goods, improve your company, and secure deliveries to score victory points. You will gain victory points based on the quantity of the goods you deliver, the demand of the city to which you deliver, and the endgame awards. The company with the most victory points at the end of the game is declared the winner. Activate Specialists Specialists come in four different varieties. At the start of the game, you will only have access to your captain. As you upgrade your company, you will gain new specialists but can only have one of each type. Captain and Engineers. The captain is the gold square with the crown. The engineer is the purple square with the wrench. Captains and engineers are activated by flipping them face down, exhausting them. They become available again when you administrate or use an effect to refresh them. Surveyor, represented by a green square with two flags. Surveyors are activated by flipping them face down. They are extremely powerful and can only be used once per game. Station Masters. Represented by a red square with a ticket, Station Masters can be activated each turn but do not flip over. Some have passive abilities that may be used multiple times per turn. 
Other have a once per turn effect that you may use when you activate specialists. You can use any number of your specialists in any order before taking your main action for the turn. You can also use captains and engineers more than once per turn if you're able to refresh them. Example, Runika's ability to reclaim 5 mana is activated by flipping her tile face down then performing the effect. Administrate. The administrate action allows you to take 3 actions, reclaim mana, refresh your captain and engineer, and gain spell card. Do all 3 of these in any order when you administrate. Reclaim mana, symbolized by a mana symbol encapsulated in a triangle of three arrows, allows you to move all of your spent mana back onto your folio to the available mana area. Some specialists and spell cards have a reclaim mana icon that includes a number. In those cases, move only that much mana back onto your folio. Refresh, symbolized by the specialist icon with a green arrow. Refresh allows you to flip your captain and engineer tiles face up. Gain spell card, symbolized by a spell card tile with a plus on it, allows you to take one spell card from the market and place it in your rail yard. Anytime there are two spell cards in the market, discard them and deal a new market of six spell cards. Placing spell cards. You can place a new spell card in any column, but you must completely fill the second row of your rail yard before placing a spell card in the third row. Spell cards cannot be moved after they're placed unless specified by an effect. You may cover your printed company spell cards with new ones, but only once you have all empty spaces filled. Move and activate. The move and activate action allows you to move your conductor and activate spell cards, which can build track and provide other useful effects. Move conductor. When you select the move and activate action, you must move your conductor at least one space, and you may move it up to four. Your conductor moves left to right from the start to the end of the line. When it reaches the end of the line, it returns to the start. Each space your conductor moves beyond the first costs successively more mana. Moving one space is free. Moving two spaces costs one mana. Moving three spaces costs three mana. And moving four spaces costs six mana. Spending mana. Most actions that you take will cause you to spend mana. Spent mana is moved off of your folio, but still within easy reach. When you reclaim mana, return all spent crystals to your available mana area to show that they can be used again. If a number is specified, instead move only that much mana back onto your folio. Activate spell cards. After moving your conductor, you may activate spell cards in the space in which you stopped. Each space may contain either one, two, or three spell cards in the column beneath it. You may activate them in any order, but you can activate each spell card only once. Each spell card you activate beyond the first costs successively more mana. Activating any one spell card is free. Activating two different spell cards costs one mana. Activating three different spell cards costs three mana. Some spell cards have an inherent mana cost printed on them that must be paid to use that spell card. Any mana gained from an activation cannot be used to pay for an additional activations in the same turn. Many spell cards allow you to build track, expanding your company presence and helping you reach cities. Others have unique effects, like letting you swap positions of spell cards or move a good onto the map. Gaining mana. Whenever you gain mana, a new crystal is added to your folio in the available mana area. All companies have a limit of 10 mana crystals. Any mana that would be gained beyond this is simply lost. Example. This example image can be found on page 8 of the rulebook. 
Pay zero to move to spot A and activate column one. Pay one mana to move to spot B and activate column two. Pay three mana to move to spot C plus one mana to activate column three since the rail car has an innate cost of one mana. Pay six mana to move to spot D plus one mana to activate one spell cards from that column either four or five. The spell cards has an inherent cost of one mana. Pay six mana to move to spot D plus three mana to activate two spell cards, both four and five. Both spell cards have an inherent mana cost of one. Note, activating spell cards three, four, and five costs an additional one mana since they each have an inherent cost. End of the line. When your conductor reaches the end of the line, it must stop. First, you may make a delivery. Then choose an upgrade for your company. End your turn by returning your conductor to the start. Deliver. Choose one city that is network adjacent to you. Pick up any number of goods of that city's color that are in network and add them to your folio. Demand tiles. If you picked up enough goods in a single delivery to be eligible for a demand tile, take the appropriate tile and place it on your folio. If you deliver at least two goods, you may take the one VP double demand tile. If you deliver at least three goods, you may take the two VP triple demand tile. If you delivered at least four goods, you may take the three VP quadruple demand tile. You may take any one demand tile for which you qualify. For example, if you deliver four goods and the triple and quadruple demand tiles were already taken, you would take the double demand tile. You may collect more than the required number of demand tiles to trigger the end of game. Keep any extras nearby and make sure to count them in your final score. Your network. Most effects and abilities in the game will allow you to target things in network or network adjacent. In network means any hex containing one of your train cars. Network adjacent means any hex adjacent to a tile containing one of your train cars. A hex can be either in network or network adjacent, never both. Example, Runika has three blue goods in her network and a blue city adjacent to her network. When delivering goods, she can deliver all three goods and gain the triple demand tile. Note, goods do not need to be directly connected to the city to be delivered. The rightmost good in this example is still eligible for delivery even though the two train networks are not connected. Your network does not have to remain connected because of transfers and movement effects, which we'll talk about in a later section. Not all of your train cars will remain adjacent to one another. Any train car in your network can still deliver to any city adjacent to your network because it's magic. Upgrade. When you reach the end of the line, you also must upgrade your company regardless of whether or not you made a delivery. Choose one of three upgrades. A mana with a plus symbol plus the mana reclaim symbol is gain mana and reclaim mana. Gain mana grants you a mana crystal, up to a maximum of 10. The new mana crystal is added to your folio in the available mana area, then reclaim mana. Gain specialist and refresh your captain and engineer. Gain specialist allows you to choose a specialist of a type you do not yet have. Pick up the entire stack of that type, select one, and place it on your folio face up in its corresponding slot. Return the rest to the market face down. Then refresh your captain and engineer. 
gain spell card twice, gain spell card, then gain spell card again. If there are only two spell cards in the market after you select your first spell card, discard them and deal a new market of six before selecting your second. You may choose an upgrade even if you can't gain the full effect. For example, if you choose to gain mana and reclaim mana but already have 10 mana, then you just reclaim mana. These upgrades are not granted when you perform a delivery by some other means, such as a spell car or specialist effect. After completing your upgrade, return your conductor back to the start of the track. Choosing a specialist. When a player is choosing a specialist, other players may continue by taking their turns. They have until their next turn to decide or until another player chooses to draft that same specialist type, whichever comes first. This keeps the game flowing while players take time to make this important decision. Space is limited and you cannot replace tiles you've already selected. If you would gain a specialist, spell car, or mana and don't have room for it, that opportunity is lost. Game effects. A wide range of abilities and effects can be found throughout the game. The most common effects, place wasteland, build track, and transfer can appear on specialists and spell cars. We'll talk about each of these more in detail in a later section. Place Wasteland. Many abilities, particularly those of the Geselheim Imperial, will allow you to place a Wasteland tile onto the map adjacent to or within your network. When a Wasteland is placed, it destroys every good in that hex, remove the goods from the map, and place it back into the supply. Any existing train cars in that hex are placed on top of the new Wasteland. You cannot place Wasteland into a city or on top of another Wasteland. If the supply of Wasteland tiles is exhausted, further place Wasteland actions have no effect. Example, placing a Wasteland in spot 1 would destroy the good in that hex. The player cannot place a Wasteland in spot 2 since that hex already contains a Wasteland. They also cannot place in spot 3 because that hex is not network adjacent. Build Track The Build Track effect allows you to place one of your train cars into a network adjacent hex of the given terrain type. A single hex can hold up to three train cars. You cannot build or move a train into a hex where you already have a train. But with certain effects, an opportunity may move one of your trains into a hex where you already have one. A train car can never occupy a city. Looking at tiles, yellow is considered desert, green is forest, light blue slash white is glacier, dark blue is lake, red is lava, gray is mountain, and purple is wasteland. A hex containing stripes of all colors but purple is considered any terrain except wasteland. A hex containing any color with a line drawn around one edge is considered any terrain on the edge of the map except wasteland. The any terrain symbol with a circle on the top is considered any terrain anywhere except wasteland. A white symbol with a house on it is your company home terrain. And a red tile with a train in it is a terrain containing at least one competitor train car. You must always build track on a network adjacent hex unless the global icon is shown. If an ability tells you to build track adjacent to a city or wasteland, you must build track 
in a hex that is network adjacent and also adjacent to a city or a wasteland. Example, the Blue King's line player could build on spot one with a lake build, on spot two with a lava build, or on spot three with a forest build. There is no penalty to building on the same hex as the red Kerrigan player with three, except for the risk that the opponent might deliver the good in that hex before they are able to. Transfers. In order to get to faraway locations, you can transfer. Transfers allow you to skip certain kinds of terrain in order to reach other areas faster. You can perform any number of transfers of any different type each time you build, but each transfer costs mana separately. City transfer, symbolized by a black hex with a city and two white arrows beneath it. City transfers cost three mana and allow you to transfer over a city when you build track. Wasteland transfers, which is symbolized by a wasteland tile with two white arrows beneath it. Wasteland transfers cost four mana and allow you to transfer over a wasteland when you build. Competitor transfers, which is symbolized by a red hex with a train in it and two white arrows at the bottom, costs two mana and allow you to transfer over a hex containing at least one competitor's train car when you build track. The cost is always two mana no matter how many competitors' trains are in the hex. If a competitor has built over Wasteland, you must pay for a Wasteland transfer instead of a competitor transfer. You can perform a transfer with any effect that allows you to build track so long as the first hex you choose to transfer over is network adjacent and the hex you choose to build in is a legal target. Example. The blue Kingsline player is building on Glacier. They could pay three mana to transfer over the city and build on spot one, or they could pay four mana to transfer over the wasteland and build on spot two, or they can pay four mana to do two transfers over the red Kerrigan track and build on spot three. Game end. After any company has collected the required number of demand tiles, or runs out of train cars, continue playing until all companies have taken the same number of turns. So until play returns to the start player. Once this is done, each company may make one final delivery in reverse turn order, starting with the last player. This final delivery is not a full turn. Players may not use specialists or move the conductor during it. You may still earn demand tiles if your delivery is eligible for one. Required demand tiles, two to three players, six tiles, four players, five tiles, five or more players, four tiles. You may collect more than the required number of demand tiles before the game is over. Keep any extras nearby and make sure to count them in your final score. Running out of trains is also a game and trigger. Scoring. Total VP for each company is equal to the sum of the following values. One, goods delivered, one victory point for every good delivered. Two, demand bonus, VP equal to the sum of values on collected demand tiles. Three, award tiles, advance, six victory points to the player who best fulfills each objective, four victory points to the second place player, and in games with four or more players, two victory points to the third place player. In a two-player game, 
give four victory points to the best player only. No second place award should be given. In order to qualify for any points, a player must have at least a value of one towards the award. If two players tie for an award, add the next place value and split evenly and do not award the next place value. If three or more players tie for an award, add the next two values and split evenly, rounding down if necessary. Example, player A and player B tie for first. Add six victory points for first place and four victory points for second place and split them among the tied players, giving each player five victory points. Third place is awarded as two victory points. Example, players A, B, and C all tie for second place. Add four victory points for second place and two victory points for third place and split them among the tied players, giving each player two victory points. Third player is not awarded since it was already added in and split. Tiebreakers. In the event of a tie in total victory points, the company that delivered the most total goods wins. If there is still a tie, the company that placed the most trains wins. If there is still a tie after that, the company furthest from the start player, in turn order, is declared the winner. Frequently asked questions. Is an in-network hex also considered network adjacent? No. What happens if I need to place wasteland and there is no network adjacent hex that isn't a wasteland or city? While this situation is unlikely to happen, you would skip placing the tile altogether. Can specialist abilities stack with each other? Yes, unless specifically stated otherwise. If an ability tells me to build track and I don't want to, do I still have to build? No, but keep in mind that it is almost always a good idea to build as much track as possible. If an ability tells me to destroy a good for an effect but I don't want or can't take the effect, can I still destroy the good? No, you must be able to do both parts of these abilities. What if there aren't enough goods left in the supply to perform an effect? If you run out of goods, do not perform the effect. In a team game, can I deliver goods from my teammates network? No. Team variant. Team up with fellow captains of industry to form powerful alliances and put your rivals out of business. Imperial can be played as a 2v2, a 2v2v2, or a 3v3 and a 2v2v2v2 or a 4v4 with the expansion as above, so below. Set up the game as normal. Alternate seating so that every other player is on the same team, or every third player is on the same team in a 2v2v2. Example, in a 2v2v2 game, start with a player from Team A. Second player should be a player from Team B. The third player should be a player from Team C. Then start the order over again with the fourth player being a player from team A. Two, do not use awards. Three, discounted transfers. Transferring over your teammate's train car costs only one mana. Four, work together. Effects and abilities that refer to competitor cannot be used with your teammate. Their trains are not considered a competitor's train. Exception. If a specialist has an ability that copies a target ability, you may choose to use these to copy your teammate's ability. 5. Add scores together. 
add each team's good and demand tiles together to get their team score. 6. Earn bonus points. For each color of good, give 5 victory points to each team that has the most of that color. If there's a tie, all tied teams receive 5 victory points. Add these bonus points to the team score. Use those final totals to determine the winning team. The reference for spell cars can be found on pages 14 and 15 of the rulebook. The captain and their company spell cars reference can be found on page 16. The engineer reference can be found on page 17. The surveyor's reference can be found on page 18. And the station master's reference can be found on page 19. The awards reference can be found on page 20. Goods description. From Glacier, we get Charisma. A chunky purple slush that can be recovered from deep drilling operations. This meta-stable hydraulic expands with more force than it is compressed with and is a key component of perpetual energy engines that is becoming more and more commonplace. Found in Lake, we have Airlight. This blue metal is a liquid in its normal form and causes spatial distortion in nearby areas. Firing causes it to solidify and casting the correct shape allows dimensional travel, the creation of pocket worlds, and even limited teleportation. Just a small quantity of this metal is extremely valuable. Heartwood found in forest. Shards carved from the heart of ancient trees. Heartwood is said to contain the soul of the tree. When planted, heartwood can grow into any shape and size a druid desires. Shards of this substance are highly sought after by developing communities, where they are used for rapid suburban construction. Hylantine found in deserts. The dried leaves of this desert plant have potent healing properties. Chewing them provides a short-term immunity to diseases, and binding them to a wound causes rapid healing. Scientists are now experimenting with ways of converting them into vaccines for all sorts of maladies. Rither white found in lava. The oft-taught wizard herb which is commonly smoked by sorcerers to heighten mental acuity. Now more widely available, Rither white is being used as a spice in cooking, an emulsifying ingredient in soaps, and a vitamin supplement for students preparing for end-term exams. Vital silver found in mountains. A dull silvery white metal often found deep within mountains. Vital silver provides heightened physical capacity to those who maintain skin contact with it, but withdrawal creates unnerving symptoms. Traditionally used as a trace component in armor and weapons, new therapies are now being researched for medicine. Company Profiles Afterworld Express When Dolores Malifay's third princess of the Afterworld learned of the Industrial Revolution sweeping the land of Indines, she saw an opportunity to gather many of the ghosts that had evaded her grasp since ages long past. Thus, the gruesome Afterworld Express was set up. So far, their attempts at a passenger line has been met with mixed results. The companies who have taken a chance on their freight operations have been impressed by the results. Dolores is known in the Afterworld as the Maker of Monsters, and the Afterworld Express trains are some of her most diabolically impressive creations. These creatures act with mechanical precision, though in truth they are otherworldly beasts clad in metal armor, polished to shine like bone. Under the dark of night, they can be seen wandering from their track, searching for wayward spirits to gobble up and carry back to their master. Caterpillar Conveyance Consortium 
Distressed by the pollution and natural imbalances that could be caused by the growing industrial revolution of indines, forward-thinking dryad Maracene Ale Shorik founded the Caterpillar Convoyance Consortium to offer the people of the world a green alternative for freight and passenger transport. The locomotives of the CCC are large caterpillars with gondolas attached to their backs and freight cars pulled behind. These behemoths eat their way across the landscape as they travel, making the construction of new railways trivial. Marcine has big plans to break into air freight in the next few years, once her engines start retiring. Geselheim Imperial Impressed by the boom of industry flourishing in the northern lands, the overlord of Geselheim ordered his chief military engineer, Bartok Kuhl, to establish the Geselheim Imperial, a nationally-backed rail service intended to unite the remote villages and outposts of the sprawling southern wasteland. Geselheim is filled with difficult terrain, roughs, deserts, mountains, lava flows, glaciers, and more. In order to make the long trek across the wastelands and break through any obstructions, Bartok designed the Titan series locomotives for pure power. Though the company's operations have left a swath of destruction in their wake, they've done a remarkable job of beating a path across the previously untraversable wastes, which don't look that much worse than they used to, all things considered. Golden Sands Company. The quest to unify the lands didn't begin exclusively in the east. In the western deserts of Senghalim, haphazard caravans have been operating for hundreds of years. At the orders of the Holy Empress, Seth Kremel consolidated these independent operations to form the Golden Sands Company, a modern transportation company that would unite the large desert theocracy. The trains of the Golden Sands Company are works of art and design. Luxury passenger cars arrayed with the rich wealth of the desert's many gold and gemstone mines, as well as the talent of the world's most renowned artisans. Where travel through the desert was once arduous, the Golden Sands Company allows passengers to travel in luxury befitting of rulers. Kerrigan Transcontinental Kerrigan Railways is already an established regional service in the northern lands of Willet set up over a hundred years ago by elven business magnates Mars Kirigan. Now that the world is opening to trade, Mars's second daughter, Raleigh, has expanded the service into a transcontinental railway to help build the path between Corolli in the east and the imperial city in the far west. The Tridian Mark 12 is the fastest locomotive so far developed, the pride of the Kerrigan transcontinental. This engine is the top of the line for express freight delivery and passenger travel. Combining exceptional luxury, security, and speed, passage on these trains is expensive. Despite the cost, Kerrigan's reputation for excellence ensures that these express lines are constantly booked to capacity. King's Line After retiring early from her service as the Jeffrian military chief armiger, artificer extraordinaire Runika Zanayan decided to join forces with one of her brothers and set up the King's Line as the Central Kingdom's premier railway line. While her brother Kuhl handles the finances and business development of the company, Runika works on the field, planning new lines and constantly improving the performance of her engines. Runika's mastery of artifice has created the Relic Runner, a locomotive powered by the same technology that moved ancient golems, optimized and improved for modern use. Golem cores provide a far more stable source of energy than raw mana. 
allowing the Relic Runners to operate longer than other trains on a similar amount of fuel. The back page of the rulebook is an index and icon reference, which I find to be very helpful. But why stop at one rulebook when I can read two? I do have the Imperial as above, so below expansion as mentioned in the base rulebook. These two were released around similar times. So let's keep going. As the world becomes more united, new frontiers lay open to the continent of Indines, and new opportunities present themselves to savvy captains of industry with the wits and means to seize them. Beneath the surface of the world, the Underlanders have enjoyed an age of prosperity and advanced technology for a thousand years. With a new age of peace and stability on the surface, Wraith Dularis prepares to reconnect his homeland to the lost world above. Using the Underland's dispatch to bridge the long-separated worlds of Indines and Inverness. Among the plains, travel is often difficult. Telthurius, an alien genius from the Plane of Chaos, aims to change all that. His Star Chaser rails can travel between dimensions, bringing rare cargo across the vast expanse of space in mere moments. Now, he has his sights set on exporting the exotic treasures of Indines across the universe. As above, so below, is an expansion to Imperial Spells and Steam. It adds room for two additional players, as well as a host of new modules that can mix and match to add new variety to your game. You can even play the game solo against cunning rivals. Components. Two company folios. Two terrain boards. Eight metro tiles. 70 train car minis, 35 each. 10 captain placards. 24 spell car tiles, 17 specialist tiles, 10 wasteland tiles, 6 demand tiles, 56 automata cards, 8 award tiles, 2 conductor pawns, 1 each, 8 advisor tiles, and 20 mana crystals. 7 to 8 player setup. Following the steps on page 5 of the Imperial Spells and Steam rulebook, use the same setup as the standard game. To build a map, step 1, assemble the terrain boards according to configurations shown on page 3. When selecting terrain boards, make sure you have a total of 12 cities, each color city is represented twice. 7 players use 5 A or B boards and 2 E boards. 8 players use 2 A or B boards, 4 C boards, and 2 D boards. Place goods, step 2, as normal. Then demand tiles, step three. Each city gets only one demand tile of each denomination. Follow steps four through eight as written. The D and E tiles are used to set up seven and eight player games. Set up other cities first. On cities of the D and E tiles, place any missing color of demand, such as there are two cities on the map demanding each kind of good. Once these cities are exhausted of their demands, they accept no further deliveries. As long as they still have demand tiles, they will accept deliveries even if a demand tile is not taken. Awards. If you choose to play with awards, after setting up the specialist market, shuffle the award tiles and deal three of them face up near the map. Return other tiles to the box. Metros. Metros add a 4-hex city to the center of the map, providing a new destination with special delivery conditions and a unique reward for successful deliveries. Setup. 
Following the steps on page 5 of Imperial Spells and Steam Rulebook, use the same setup as the standard game. Do not use metros in 7 or 8 player games. While building the map, choose a metro and place it in the center of the map as shown below. If the metro is next to a city, move it away from the city one space at a time until that is no longer the case. The metro tiles will be placed on top of the map. Once the map is built, check the reference at the right for the selected metro rules. Then place goods and demand tiles, spell cards, and specialists accordingly. You may need to move a demand tile from each city to the metro in order to meet the metro's demand requirements if there are none left in the supply. It may be advisable to play the epic variant with metros so that you have more opportunities to see your rewards in action. Gameplay. Gameplay remains largely unchanged while playing with metros. For the purposes of abilities, metros are considered cities, but cities are not considered metros. Players may look through the Jezelheimian spell car, Lottie spell car, or Argent advisor piles at any point during the game. Deliver. Metros are large cities with a ton of demand, so you may deliver goods of any color to any metro, one color per delivery. This means you may not always claim a demand tile when you deliver. Only take a demand tile if you meet the demand for the color matching the available tile on the metro. Transfer. Though they are much larger, a metro transfer costs the same as a city transfer. Pay three mana to build track on any side of a metro. Metro examples. Ahamuse. Place one triple demand tile of each color into Ahamuse. If you deliver to Ahamuse and claim one of the demand tiles, you may gain mana. This is in addition to your company upgrade. Druid's Point. Place one triple demand tile of each color into Druid's Point. If you deliver to Druid's Point and claim one of its demand tiles, you may build track anywhere on the map. This is in addition to your company upgrade. Galston House. At the end of the game, each player gains two victory points for every city connected to Galston House by an unbroken chain of their company train cars. Rubara. Place one triple demand tile of each color into Rubara. Place the nine Gizelheimian spell cars near the board. Do not shuffle them into the market. If you deliver to Rubara and claim one of its demand tiles, you may take any Jezelheimian spell car. This is in addition to your company upgrade. Argent University. Place one quadruple demand tile of each color into Argent University. Place the eight Argent advisors near the board. Do not shuffle them into the market. If you deliver to Argent University and claim one of its demand tiles, you may take any Argent Advisor and refresh your Captain and Engineer instead of your company upgrade. You could only have one Advisor. Imperial City. Place one quadruple demand tile of each color into Imperial City. If you deliver to Imperial City and claim one of its demand tiles, you may gain Specialists or refresh Captain or Engineer. This is in addition to your company upgrade. King's Peace. Place one double demand tile for each color into King's Peace. If you deliver to King's Peace and claim one of its demand tiles, you may gain Spellcar. This is in addition to your company upgrade. Wallet City. Place one double demand tile of each color into Wallet City. Place the nine Walletty spell cars near the board. 
do not shuffle them into the market. If you deliver to Wallet City and claim one of its demand tiles, you may take any Wallety spell card of its color, or one not associated with a color in addition to a demand tile. This is in addition to your company upgrade. The Metro spell card reference can be found on page 5. Solo Mode Setup Following the steps on page 5 of the Imperial Spells and Steam rulebook, use the same setup as a standard two-player game. Do not use awards when playing with the automata. Choose a company to play against and take its five company cards as the automata starting deck. The 16 generic cards are the upgrade deck. The player will take the first turn in the game, which means the automata will place their headquarters first. The automata will place two of their train cars on the map, the first in a hex matching the home terrain, showed on their folio, as close to the center of the map as possible, and as close to a city as possible. The second is placed on an adjacent hex in any type except city or wasteland. The player places their headquarters, and then the game begins. Gameplay On the Automata's turn, draw a card from the Automata deck and resolve its effects to the best of its ability. When there is one card left in the Automata deck, it gains a card from the Upgrade deck. Shuffle this card and all discard cards into the Automata deck, then resume play, drawing and resolving a card if it was the Automata's turn. If there is ever ambiguity for the Automata, you decide what action it takes. Player Specialists When you draw a specialist that deals with awards or copies abilities from another player, discard and replace it. Do not copy an Automata card. Automata Actions Build Track when resolving build track effects, the automata goes through the following list of priorities. 1. Build towards the nearest city not yet connected to their network if possible. 2. If it can't build towards a city not in its network, it will build on a legal hex that contains a good. If it can't build on any hexes that contain a good, it will build towards the nearest good. In either case, when given multiple options, it will prioritize options further away from the player's network. 3. If it can't possibly build track with its drawn card, then it does not build. It will still resolve any other effects on the card. This may happen several times in your play. It's normal. Transfer. The automata will never transfer unless its card specifically allows it to. When it can transfer, it still follows the above track build priorities. Delivery. The automata will always deliver the largest number of goods possible when a delivery card is drawn. It takes and scores the goods and demand tiles just like a player. If there are different colors tied for largest possible delivery, use the priority listed on its delivery card from left to right. Move goods. When moving goods, the automata will first try to move goods that are in the player's network but not in its own, into a hex in which it is the sole occupant. If it cannot, it will move a good from a hex it shares with the player into a hex in which it is the sole occupant. For both of these, it will prioritize goods that the player has the most opportunity to deliver. If it can't make either of these moves, it will move a good that is 1. of a color matching a city to which it's connected, and 2. closest to the player's network. Place Wasteland The automata must always place Wasteland in a network-adjacent hex. It will never place a wasteland on a hex with one of its own trains or in a direction that will impede its progress towards
towards the nearest unconnected city. With those two things in mind, the Automata will first try to place Wasteland on a hex in a player's network that contains a good. If it cannot, it will place it in a hex that contains a good closest to the player's network. Remember, if there is ambiguity, you decide between the possible choices. The Automata card reference can be found on page 7. Multiplayer and Co-op You can use the Automata to add a player to any multiplayer free-for-all game or fill a space in a team game as a teammate or an opponent. You can also team up with a friend to face off against a team of Automata. Follow these same rules using the appropriate map size, but give a token to the last human player in turn order. You may use a train of a color not in play for this purpose. If an ambiguous situation comes up, the player with the token makes the decision. Then they pass this token counterclockwise. The player that receives the token will resolve the next ambiguous situation. In team games, do not ignore specialists and spell cards that copy other players, but do not award the bonus 5 victory points for each good at the end. Adjusting difficulty Think you can take on the most cutthroat business competition? Give the automata a starting advantage or try a more challenging company. Hard mode The automata gets to place three train cars during setup instead of two. Expert mode. The automata gets to place four train cars during the setup instead of three. Automata difficulty ranking easiest to hardest. One, Kerrigan Transcontinental. Two, Golden Sands Company. Three, Afterworld Express. Four, King's Line. Five, Geselheim Imperial. Six, Caterpillar Conveyance Consortium. 7. Underlands Dispatch 8. Star Chaser Rails The specialists for captains and their company spell cars can be found on page 8. The reference for alternative captains from the base game can be found on page 9. The reference for engineers, surveyors, and station masters can be found on page 10. The reference for spell cars can be found on page 10. The reference for advisors for the Argent University Metro Station can be found on page 11. The reference for awards can be found on page 11. The back page of the rulebook is indexes, FAQs, and icon references. Now, you might think I'd be done, but there's more. We also have the expansion for Imperial Far Corners. Metros. Metros add a four-hex city to the center of the map, providing a new destination with special delivery conditions and a unique reward for successful deliveries. Setup. Follow the steps on page 5 of the Imperial Spells and Steam rulebook, using the same setup as the standard game. Do not use metros in a 7 or 8 player game. While building the map, choose a metro and place it in the center of the map, as shown below. If the metro is next to a city, move it away from the city one space at a time until that is no longer the case. Once the map is built, check the reference at the right of the selected metro rules and then place goods and demand tiles, spell cards, and specialists accordingly. You may need to move a demand tile from each city to the metro in order to meet the metro's demand requirements. If there are none left in supply, it may be advisable to play the epic variant with metros so that you have more opportunity to see your rewards in action. Gameplay Gameplay remains largely unchanged while playing with metros. For the purpose of abilities, metros are considered cities, but cities are not considered metros. Deliver. 
Metros are large cities with a ton of demand, so you may deliver goods of any color to any metro, one color per delivery. This means you may not always claim a demand tile when you deliver. Only take a demand tile if you meet the demand for the color matching the available tiles on the metro. Transfer. Though they are much larger, a metro transfer costs the same as a city transfer. Pay three mana to build track on any side of a metro. Metro examples. In the far northern reaches of Indines, beyond the border of any nation, the legendary land of elementals is said to be found. At its center, a great palace formed from the ice, radiating with the light of magic and splendor of untold secrets. The White Palace. Place one quadruple demand tile for each color into the White Palace. If you deliver to the White Palace and claim one of its tiles, you may build two track on non-wasteland spaces adjacent to your network. The capital of the island subcontinent of Emelau is a metropolis that gathers people of all race and origins. Whether man or beast, dryad or element, Xanthine welcomes all and leads the world with its republican system of government. Xanthine, no demand tiles. When you connect to this metro, draw two random extra specialists of a type of your choice from the game box. Choose one and return the other to the box. This extra specialist does not take up one of your normal specialist slots. You may not start next to this metro during setup. Within the painted hills of the Sangholis Desert, this tiny boomtown was built upon a mine that harbors a mysterious new kind of resource. Inventors, prospectors, and explorers are now flocking here in hopes of making the next big discovery. Airy, no demand tiles. The player, last in turn order, places this metro on the edge of the map instead of following the normal placement rules. Do this after determining turn order, but before choosing companies. At the end of the game, score this like an award for the longest uninterrupted network, no transfers, connected to this city. With the ascension of the new Dragon Queen Marmalay, the Crystal City of Jelts is being reborn. The Theater of Nations, an organization which endeavors to bring peace to the world, is being built on ruins that were once a symbol of fear. Jelts, no demand tiles. You may deliver to Jelts once per game. Instead of removing goods from the map, for each different color of city in your network, take a good of that color from the box and add it to your delivered goods pile. Place one of your trains in jelts to show that you have used this power, and the jelts tile is considered to be part of your network. Imperial Far Corners also comes with three specialists, one of each type, not including captains. And that is all I have to read on Imperial Spells and Steam. This game is super interesting because it's not your typical train game. There is magic. There is this kind of weird disconnect where not all of your networks are connected in the long run. There's a lot you can do, and it has an interesting rondelle mechanic that allows for some control, but also less control than you want because more than likely you won't have enough mana to do everything that you want to do. I really like it. I think it's a lot of fun. It feels like a lighthearted game. Its graphics are bright and interesting, but still has a good amount of strategy and thought process that can be put into it. And there are so many changing components that I don't think I've seen all of them. 
I'm actually 100% confident that I have not. You can add so many variants. You can see so many spell cards. You can add metros, which has a whole new layer of interest and intrigue into the game. There's just so much to work with and so much modular interactions with this game that every game is different. Even if you tried to set it up the same, it wouldn't be because you can't make that spell card deck exactly the same. You're never going to draw the same five specialists out of the pile of so many. And then if you add awards in, that just adds even more layers of points and confusion. While there is a weirdly large amount of points you can get in this game, it's also fairly limited at the same time. One of the biggest highlights or one of the biggest highlight games of Imperial that I've ever had is we actually had a four-way tie on points in a four-player game. And that to me is kind of unheard of. So that was just kind of like this weird, like coalescing of situations. I'm not sure exactly how that even happened. Um, Was not normal, did not happen again. It's only happened once when we played it. But it's a really fun game. I find it an interesting train game because it's not intimidating for players who are not necessarily into train games. We've had a couple people who, well, we play 18xx, we play other economic games. This one is more of a pick up and deliver type game. But the theme and ambiance of it makes it feel more fun in a way. It makes it less intimidating in a way. It makes it a little set collection-y in a way that works out really well. And you can get mean if you want to. You can just be on top of each other or you can go off in your own complete different direction. You can kind of quadrant yourself off. But also you kind of can't because In a four-player game, there's only six cities, one of each color, and to be able to deliver to a color you don't have access to, you're going to have to build across the map into somebody else's area or into a different area that you weren't in before. The jumping around is very interesting. Um, The fact you can kind of just like skyrocket or use an opponent to shoot halfway across the board, I find absolutely fascinating. But you're also still very limited on where you can build depending on where you are in the rondelle, because sometimes it's a constraint of, I can only build in forests this turn, and I don't really want to. Maybe I already delivered my forest goods, and I'm not really feeling like trying to do go for a delivery again. Maybe I have just none in my, my supply line, or maybe the forest city is so far away from me, I just don't ever expect to score it. There are situations where you are not connected to every city because you don't need to be. You can hyper-focus on certain goods and get rid of them. One strategy I find very interesting is when you deliver a massive amount of goods for one tile. I The highest tile, like demand tile, is four. But you could deliver 10 goods and get the four tile and basically just say, screw anybody else that wanted this one good because there's not that many on the board and they never refresh. So once they're gone, they're gone. And that limiting can be really fun to do and detrimental to other players. But you have to be careful because they can do it right back at you. There's just so many opportunities and so many different ways to play the game that I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's a really good train game that has a different feel to it than a lot of other train games that I've played. 
And I'm not just saying that because it is anime trains with magic. I mean, it is anime trains with magic, but still. It's a very fun game and I do highly recommend. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, follow MCG on any platform you find me and check out makecraftgame.com for more content. If there is a rulebook you want to hear, leave a comment on this reading rulebooks episode. I hope you have a wonderful day. 